So Oliver, who are we canceling today? The liberal media. Wait, that's me. What? Why? <laughs> Hey everyone, I'm Caitlin Burns. And I'm Oliver Ash Klein. And you're listening to Cancel Me Daddy. The show where we take a closer look at all of the panic around cancel culture. With thoughtful analysis. And verbal shitposting. So Oliver, what's going on? Why are we canceling, you know lib media folks like me (laughs) i mean i feel like that's a big question and there are a lot of answers Uh um the most the most relevant for this episode i think is their their move towards transphobia so not me exactly just yeah okay I, i i think i'm picking up what you're putting down well, I do think it's it, it's broader than that, though. There's a lot of disinformation that's spread, and a lot of um, a lot of focus on uh, fighting and you know uh, creating more chaos and division rather than finding ways to uh, work together and build. Um, but that's not so much this episode. That's just my own personal thoughts about why we should cancel the liberal media. But you know, we 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 talk when we talk about media distrust, we often talk about on the right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think yeah. there are a lot of reasons marginalized people and other people uh, have a lot of reason to be suspicious of of the media and even of the the liberal media. You know, I think a lot of journalists are like oh, I'm doing the Lord's work. I'm doing like great things for society. And when we actually look about how the media functions in society, that's not always so true. Well, 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 we've finally come full circle. (laughs) You know, I just remember like our first couple episodes and how much time and space we gave to just shitting on like Tucker Carlson. And finally, here we are today, ready to bring in and shit on their their liberal cousins over here. Look, Tucker Carlson deserves it too. <laughs> <laughs> he certainly he more than deserves it. He but yes, I canceled himself. But yeah. Um, so what's going on? What's our show today about? Well, we are going to talk to Benny, who recently left the Young Turks because of transphobia. It's a really interesting conversation. Transphobia, yeah. So we are so excited today to have Benny on the show. Benny is a Twitch streamer and you can find her on Benny.gay. She's recently been in the media and some of the online discourse for quitting her show at the Young Turks. Benny, thank you so much for joining us. (laughs) Yeah, it's great to be here. So for folks who aren't uh, kind of spun up you know, on on what's going on. Can you give us a like 101 on what the Young Turks is and what happened? Yeah, so TYT, it's like, they call themselves Homo Progressives. They're a really big like news network on like YouTube, like one of like the biggest like YouTube ones. And kind of like are like, in a sense, like the grandfather of like BreadTube and like leftist YouTubers and stuff like that in a lot of ways. Because uh, I actually think they're like the longest running like solely online news show. Um and 
Yeah. So, but like basically what, what's kind of been happening is just like recently um, over the past like several months, there's just been kind of this whole arc of like a lot of weird transphobic things that seemingly have come out of nowhere, mostly from Anna Kasparian, where she was complaining about being called a quote unquote birthing person, uh, which obviously nobody is calling anybody. It's just like a phrase that politicians are using when they talk about abortion care so that they're not excluding uh, like trans masks and like non-binary folks and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, and it kind of like escalated to like a bunch of other random things where they just were saying like a bunch of stuff that was just like kind of transphobic and like, you know, some skepticism about hormones for trans youth and all those things. Um, you know, and then, and you know, being against like trans people playing in sports. Right. So the typical gambit of like, look at me, I'm this great enlightened centrist liberal hashtag ally, <laughs> but also eh, I don't know if we should let these trans people have like completely equal rights, you know, like <laughs> maybe, maybe we like at rights with an asterisk. Um, and that's kind of what led to me like having some conversations and eventually quitting because there was just this constant like doubling down refusal to learn and like honestly like outrage and backlash at anybody that's like hey this is not it right like this is what are you cooking this is terrible stop <laughs> like please just listen to trans people and turned into this whole like oh it's these radical transgender activists are telling me what to do and i'm like <laughs> okay, I, I can't, I can't be the trans person that works at this network and make it seem like this is okay by me being here. Tell us a little bit about what that pressure felt like being the trans person while this stuff is going down. Yeah, I mean, so it's a tough spot, right? Because like, so I get to do this mental math, right? Um, because like on one hand, I want to be representation. I've had a lot of people like message me tell me like, oh my God, you know, I watch your show, you inspired me to go on like hormones and stuff. And like, that's really cool. And, uh, you know, then I also had people who were like, yo, like my kid watches your show and like so inspiring. They love seeing like a trans person's like that visible and like the media and stuff. Um, Cause like unironically, and I'm not saying this is a flex, this is more like a, you know, the bar is so low type of thing. But like genuinely, well, like doing what I did at, at uh, TYT, I was like one of the biggest trans people in like news mm-hmm. in the United States, at least in terms of like doing on camera stuff. Yeah. Um, and so like, I, there's always this pressure of just like, you know, I want to be good representation. I want to make sure that like, you know, people are like, you know, getting the right message. I want to make sure that people like are, are like seeing me and just kind of like, Oh yeah, this is actually really great. Especially that's kind of one of the reasons why I made an active decision, like not to use like my trained voice, in my videos, like for a while I did, I was like, yeah, I've been doing a lot of voice training. I think my voice is kind of where I want it to be. But like, I don't use it all the time in my day to day. I'll use it like every once in a while. Um, and so why should I force it in these videos when I can just like talk my old voice and kind of like intentionally be like clocky, right? And like be like, no, it's actually totally okay for trans women to just have voices like this. Uh, that's like totally fine. Um, because like, I don't know, I just, I did just want people to feel like, um, sort of like comfortable and inspired and all those things. But then yeah. like on the other end of it, right? Mm-hmm. Then on the other end of it, there's this game that I have to play of like, all right, where's the calculus here? Because if Anna and Jenk are saying these like transphobic things, then at what point is my being here telling trans people that they are supposed to tolerate this, right? Mm-hmm. Like at what point does this become like me sending a message of like either A, I agree with them, which I don't, 
or B, it's okay for trans people to tolerate this kind of thing in their workplaces, right? And so, like, I kind of had to do that calculus a little bit, and it just got to a point where it's like, no, this is too much, um, you know? And But now it's like, okay, so, like, you know, I did lose a platform, right? I, I did lose a platform. And so a lot of people then, I, I was just, like, really nervous about people feeling disappointed and people feeling, like, you know, they're really, like, put down and like alienated by this mm-hmm. because if a network that calls itself the home of progressives isn't a safe place for trans people to be, then where is? And like, I wish that I had like an easy answer for that. Um, but uh, it's just kind of, I don't know. It's just kind of like a really difficult thing. So like I had a lot of people message me that they were like a, on one level were like, you know, it's really empowering. I'm glad like you, you stood up for yourself and said something but then a lot of other people who are like, this is really disheartening. This is very heartbreaking, you know? And so like, I don't know. Cause you, especially right now with the way the moment is, a lot of people can feel really hopeless and helpless, but there's not really a lot of like actual people who are like willing to support trans people or be like super ride or die for trans people. And like, I, I guess, I don't know, but it's not me that's making people feel that way. Right. That's Anna and Jenk that's making people feel that way. And mm-hmm. like, that's kind of like the important thing I guess to remember for myself, which, but like, it is just really heartbreaking. Yeah. I think that this is something that we're, we're seeing a lot of right now, right. As we, especially we see this anti-trans rhetoric, we're seeing, you know, a lot of progressives be disinformed about a lot of this anti-trans rhetoric um, because of all of the propaganda from the right and how it's kind of slowly seeking seeping into the media uh, system. Like I just uh, did a big investigation with Translash Media about what's going on at the New York Times in terms of like how the anti-trans rhetoric came in. And I just think a lot of trans people in media are, are grappling with this question and, and really not quite sure what to do or how to navigate it. Because on one hand, um, you know, we want jobs, uh, we want stability. And on the other hand, all of these institutions are, are really failing us um, and really promoting anti-trans rhetoric and allowing that to happen. And so, you know, what advice do you have or what thoughts do you have for for other people who are, who are grappling with these sorts of things in their workplaces? Oh, geez. Oh, that's, uh, <laughs> that's a tough one. I'm not going to lie in terms of like giving advice. Um, because like, I don't know, because you always just have to do the math, right? How much good can you do, right? How much harm is being done by the people around you? Are you contributing to that in any way? Or are you undermining the harm that they're doing and doing good things? Um, and then of course, the calculus of can you survive, right? Like, can you survive? Um, if I didn't think I would have been able to like survive financially, I probably wouldn't have left TYT, right? Um, you know, and that's the situation that, like, honestly, most trans people are in right now, you know, and, and like literally and not even just trans people in the media, trans people like literally at any job. Right. Are you mm-hmm. like, are you kidding me? Like, you know, how many trans people have to deal with, like, you know, transphobia, at, like a coffee shop they work at or like daycare that they work at or like a Target or Walmart or something like that. They're dealing with transphobia from customers. They're dealing from their managers, from, you know, like their coworkers all the time trans people are dealing with that. And so all the time it's this calculus of like, how much can I tolerate in order to survive, right? And, but it's doubly so with people who are in the media because then all of a sudden it becomes, all right, uh, 
what message am I sending to the world by doing what I'm doing? What message am I sending the world uh, existing in this particular way? Um, and ultimately, it's just got to be a personal decision. It can't really be something that comes from anybody else. Like, obviously, like, talk to your friends and family and, and uh, like, your trusted community uh, about it uh, and make sure that you can survive. But also, like, there is just that calculus because there need to be trans people in the room that are correcting people. Uh, but there also um, needs to be a line somewhere. So we've seen this before with other, um, you know, media platforms. We saw it in the UK with The Guardian, with all of their trans reporters and writers ending up quitting. And that was a couple of years ago. Um, you know, we've seen exoduses of trans media workers from places that have started to turn transphobic, like TYT has. Like, how concerned are you that there aren't any trans people in the room now? And how much did that weigh in on your sort of personal calculation? So I'm deeply concerned, right? I'm deeply concerned. But it's important to remember that trans people in the room only matters if trans people are being listened to, right? Because, like, you know, if Anna and Jenk are unwilling to, like, take, like, honest criticisms and, like, information, um, then it doesn't really matter if I'm in the room, right? Then it, re it really doesn't matter because I might as well not be, right, if I'm not being listened yeah. to. Um, and so that's kind of like the game of like, yes, it matters that trans people are in the room. It also matters which trans people are in the room. Like you can't be dragging in like Buck Angel uh, <laughs> or like Blair White and be like, it's okay, we've got a trans person here to talk about all this, right? Like you can't do that. You know, that's just not, that's just not the same. So it matters which trans people are in the room. Yeah. Uh, because another thing that people do is they'll like, they'll be like, I really want to interview transgender teenagers about their experience in high school. It's like, Oh, what? So like right wingers can dox them and send bomb yeah. threats to them. Like they did with that children's hospital. You want to subject children to that? Like literally like go to hell. Yeah. Um, but like, that's what these like, like, and that's what is so infuriating about this because like everybody wants to like this big, hot story. Everybody wants this controversy. Everybody wants all of these like, you know, bells and whistles. They don't want to hear the simple fact that yeah, trans puberty isn't all that different from cis puberty. And like, it's really weird and deeply unhinged that there are people who are like, oh my God, they're transing their genders. They're giving hormones to children. What are we going to do? And it's like, yeah, children are going to get hormones anyway. That's kind of like the whole thing that children do is they go through puberty, right? <laughs> and it's, it's deeply unhinged to think that somehow magically trans puberty is like fundamentally different. Because at, at its mm -hmm. core, it really isn't, right? Yeah. Um, but that's not a story, is it? That's yeah. not, that's not, that's not a headline, right? Breaking news. Child goes through puberty normally. Oh my <laughs> God. Oh, 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 whoa. Oh my goodness gracious. This is a breaking news story. No, they want to go for like, you know, the, these big ridiculous headlines. And so like, and then of course you've got like the enlightened centrist types that want to be like, I hear this trans person next to me, but I also hear this neo-Nazi over there that says that trans people shouldn't exist at all. <laughs> and I'm going to be the real smart brain person and think that trans people should only be allowed to exist in some spaces because that's a compromise. And <laughs> like, like that's how it goes, you know, like, and that's just kind of how it goes. Um, so like, I don't know, in terms of like, does it matter if trans people are in the room? Yes, it definitely matters if trans people in the room. Uh, yeah. But it also matters how that is. Like, 
handled. You know what I mean? Like are trans people allowed to just be like normal? Um, is the real question. Are trans people a spectacle or are trans people normal? Because the thing is, I think one of the biggest things that frustrates me about cis people is the cis folks that haven't hung out with trans people don't realize how fundamentally normal and cool most trans people are. They think that like, I mean, like to like go way off on a tangent here for a second. Yeah, yeah, tangent away. They've seen movies like The Danish Girl, right? And it's just like, because like, like that's like the perfect encapsulation of how cis people think about trans people. Because like Mm -hmm. the actual like Lily, the real life person, was this cool like party going, like let's go to parties. I'm in this polyamorous relationship. We're going to fuck around. We're going to have a good time. We're going to be a little bit of a micro celebrity. Newspapers are going to write about me. Like she had like ultimate hot girl energy, right? She was like a Uh proud dyke living her life, okay? And that was perfect but the movie was like oh i'm this sad pathetic loser oh i'll never be happy in my life oh boo hoo boo woe is me and that's what cis people think trans people are meanwhile it's like what are you talking about like literally what the who who what world are you living in right like trans people were people who have actively chosen to just be ourselves and be happy about it like so like i don't know like, why do you take these stories of, like, these really cool, awesome people who are, like, outgoing, energetic, and turn them into, like, weird, sad losers? Because what? You want to feel good about yourself that being cisgender is somehow magical or better? It's not. If anything, being trans is better because I spent more time thinking about myself and actively deciding what I wanted to be. And most cis folks haven't at all. <laughs> that was that was an epic uh, tangent, <laughs> I have to say. Um, I want to rewind just a little bit. Because uh, when you said you have to have the right people in the room, it reminded me of something I've been thinking about off and on over the last couple of months. And that is, if you look at like cable television news, there is like exactly one trans person who is paid by a network to like come on the air and be a commentator. Do you know who that happens to be? That's got to be Caitlyn Jenner, right? Uh-huh, 100%. It's Fox News. And it's like, how infuriating is that? Um, not to go off on my own tangent, but when you said that, I was like, yes, this is exactly what I've been thinking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, is this where I go into the conversation about, like, cis people think that trans people are embarrassing, but trans people just existing around cis people makes cis people embarrassed, right? Mm. Like, so, and, like, what I mean by this is, like, what I mean by this is, is that like a first and foremost like being confident as yourself as a trans person is like an ultimate power move that really gets a lot of cis people like weirded out about themselves in weird ways Mm -hmm. um and also a lot of cis people are deeply deeply ignorant about trans people right Mm -hmm. and so if a trans person says a thing that they don't know about they will feel deep shame about not knowing things and be embarrassed because they're like, wait, I don't know this thing. I don't know this thing. Oh, oh my God, this trans person corrected me on this thing. Oh, oh, whatever shall I do? Right. Instead of being normal and like, just like asking the question of like, wait, what did you mean by that? They'll get like all embarrassed and weird because they feel like they're not in the, on the joke. Right. But like kind of a big part of what I do is like, I like, I like bringing cis people in on the joke because it's kind of like the way that Will and Grace got a lot of people to understand like, 
just like basic gay terminology and random stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, do you remember when, you know, cishet folks learned what a twink was? Like they went <laughs> nuts with it. They went like, they like made bear and twink jokes and like every sitcom for like decades. They, they, they went absolutely like bananas. Right. Yeah. Um, they, they were just having a blast. They're like, Oh, I'm in on the joke. Finally. Now I get it. Now I can be comfortable around gay people. Cause I understand what they're saying. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, but it's a little bit like that with trans people. So it's like, yeah, teach the cis people what an egg is, right? And they'll lose their minds and be like, whoa, that's so cool. Yeah. I literally did that with Jenk Uger on the air. And he was like, oh my God, that's so wild. I get it, right? Because yeah. he, the egg hatches and then, oh my God. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's like what it is. Like, And so, like, cis folks love that shit, right? Um, and, but, when they don't know it and they're afraid to ask the questions, when they, when they don't know these things, um, they get very, very uncomfortable. And I guess, yeah. honestly, like the best example of this is actually a cis woman that did this lady gaga right in her infamous interview where like anderson cooper was like you know there there are are some people who suggest that you you might have male genitalia and he's all awkward and uncomfortable he's so weird about it and then lady gaga's like okay what if i did like literally so what if i had a penis like what (laughs) what would that do to you well why would anybody care i don't think my fans care why would you care and like like that kind of energy will genuinely does make a lot of cis people like just like weirded out because they like they think that you're supposed to be uncomfortable about something but when you are just comfortable then all of a sudden they get like embarrassed for their discomfort and they don't want to address it and so like i don't know exactly where i was going with this other than like the trans people that a lot of cis people on big networks want to surround them with are people like caitlin jenner who are going to basically placate the sensibilities of these cis folks they are going to entertain the most silly nonsense right they will be like yes that's right i'm not a real woman i shouldn't be allowed to play sports and stuff (laughs) like that and it's like shut up like literally shut up like like it's so weird and it's so sad and it's so embarrassing but like cis folks would rather trans people be the one embarrassed about our existence than them being a little bit embarrassed about not knowing or understanding something for three minutes. Yeah. I mean, I think that um, what you're saying gets to some, something that I've been thinking about a lot um, because, you know, I, I, I would, I would describe myself as a, a former to online cancel culture queer um, and, you know, the reality is that, like, we all have stuff that we haven't learned. We all have stuff that we haven't worked through. We all have st- stuff to unpack. And, you know, I think a lot of our culture is is built around shame of not being perfect or fear around making mistakes. And instead, if we just engage with people, uh, you know, in good faith and with curiosity and care, like, yeah, we're going to, like, step on each other's toes a little bit every now and then. But, like, that's okay. That's like part of being human and part of learning. Yeah, most definitely. Like literally. And like, that's what's so funny though, is like a lot of cis folks are afraid of like, is there, oh, cancel culture. Oh my God. If I say the wrong thing, these trans people are going to cancel me. Like straight up. That's just ridiculous. Right? Like that, that's just literally ridiculous. Like most trans people are going to be cool and normal about like most things. Like 
you know, like we get asked like invasive questions all the time. It doesn't make the invasive questions okay. But like, it's like, yeah, I don't know. If you're on the air and you say something silly, like you're going to get laughed at maybe a little bit, right? In like a lighthearted way. But you're probably not going to get somebody screaming in your face at you because like, uh, like some random thing that you said, you know what I mean? Like, unless it was like really egregious or something like that. Um, as evidenced by, I mean, I was on the air with like Jank like a million times and like almost every time he would like use the wrong pronouns at least once or twice. Um, and like, I never really made a fuss about it. Right. Cause to me, ultimately, like, it's like not the end of the world. It's like, whatever. Okay. Like, you know, this is your problem. Um, but, uh, but then all of a sudden when you're like, oh, I don't know about like kids getting hormones, then all of a sudden it's a different situation, isn't it? Right. And so it's one of those things where, you know, you can try to paint trans people as these like overreactive, like, oh, they're all crazy. Right. But like at the end of the day, that's just like the fact that I think most people in our society really have just like fully internalized like misogyny except for they know to put in place a filter for cis women that like, oh wait, misogyny is bad for these cis women. But then all of a sudden, if a trans woman says something, you're like, this hysterical woman, I'm terrified. Like she's gonna cancel me, oh God. Like, and it's, you know, you're back to like, you know, 1910. (laughs) So so what you're saying is, is you don't wanna cancel the Young Turks, is that correct? Oh my God. Oh my God. Like I'm not here to like cancel anybody. I'm here to make it clear that what Anna and Jenko are saying is like very much unacceptable. Um, that's, that's what I did with my video. That's what I did with leaving TYT. That's why, you know, I made a point of like, look now TYT doesn't have a trans host and hopefully everybody knows and understands exactly why. Um, you know, like, but ultimately, like in terms of like trans people in other spaces and stuff like that, and like getting more trans people in like media and stuff, like ultimately it comes down to cis people need to stop being afraid to be corrected. We need to stop this weird game that people are playing of if I'm wrong in the internet, I should just double down and post through it. Because mm-hmm. if you admit that you're wrong, then like everybody will, I, I don't even know like what they think will happen if, if they just admit that they're wrong about something. Like, you know, they'll, they'll cry to sell themselves asleep at night, I guess. Like, if they admit that they're wrong about one thing. Um, you know, genuinely, I, I, I don't know what has, has, like, come into the culture where, where people feel like ad- admitting something to being wrong is, is, like, this, like, ultimate evil or whatever. And that's kind of, like, why there's been this big backlash against cancel culture from, like, all of these big media outlets is because, you know, I mean, quite literally on platforms like Twitter, all of a sudden they have people coming in and saying, like, I mean, literally, like, if you scroll back 10 years, like, with the R word, right, where it's like, wait, mm-hmm. this is offensive to people? And it's like, yeah, it's offensive to people. You just live in, like, a hyper-privileged bubble of folks that work in the media, so you don't see why this is offensive to people. And uh, that's kind of why, like, a lot of big names in the media hate Twitter, because Twitter is where normal people can correctly point out where they are being crummy in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um and instead of being normal people and growing at all, even slightly, uh, a lot of people will just like, just push back and freak out. Uh, and so like, unfortunately that really is like dominating the, I, I think in my opinion, one of the reasons why they're afraid to have trans people on a lot of these networks, because it's one thing to have a conversation about trans people as a hypothetical 
it's a completely different thing to do that in front of a trans person that's sitting right next to you having that conversation. Mm-hmm. Cause then all of a sudden it's not hypothetical and you actually have to think about the thoughts and feelings of another human being instead of just like imagining a theoretical person uh, for a hypothetical scenario. And that's just too much for a lot of cis folks to deal with. Yeah. Um, you know, as somebody who has admitted that they're wrong on the internet before, <laughs> uh, I can tell you that, uh, that those, those mistakes live with you forever and the guilt just eats away. You know, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so what are you up to now? I mean, you have your, your Twitch stream, you have any other plans in the pipeline or, um, Oh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I theoretically have a book that I need to finish, which I have like maybe eight hours left on this book of like writing to do. It's just been like, <laughs> I've had such a chaotic time since like December, uh-huh. right? Of just like constant nonsense. And now I'm realizing that I'm like, we're at the end of like July now. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I should probably finish the last bit of this book. So that's a thing that I need to do. Uh, streaming on Twitch. That's kind of like the big thing that I've been up to lately. I'm going to yeah. try to like keep up to date more with my YouTube and my Patreon uh, since I'm not doing stuff with uh, TYT anymore. Uh, but honestly, that's kind of it is just like the, the Twitch streaming. I'm posting a lot on Blue Sky and that's fun. Can you tell us what your book is about? Oh, yeah. So like, okay. So my book is really interesting in the sense that it's not that interesting, but it is. Um <laughs> And it's basically like an introduction to like Marxist Leninism that doesn't have weird anti-communist propaganda in it. Like, mm-hmm. um, cause like most introductions to like most introductions to socialism will like go in and do like some weird, like anti-communist nonsense within it. Um, just to like, you know, placate like the, the, the audience in the United States. And it's, uh, I just don't really do that. Right. Like, uh, it's very much like, here's an introduction to like socialism and here's why China's a normal country. And like, you know, just like any other country, there's good things and bad things. And here's the good things and the reasoning behind these good things. And that's good actually, Mm -hmm. um, type of thing instead of like, you know, I'm, I'm a socialist and this is how socialism works, but goodness gracious, boy, oh boy, is Fidel Castro a really evil guy. And (laughs) oh my goodness, uh, I I think this whole cold war thing with China is a really great idea. You know what I mean? Like it's Mm -hmm. genuinely silly how many books that are like proposed to be introductions to socialism just do a lot of weird like now remember kids i love america and i hate all of america's enemies <laughs> just like you because and america's just, never done anything wrong never right. done anything <laughs> terrible never oppressed people exactly exactly is there any hope for the folks at the young turks to like reform or uh sort of change their minds on this or do you see like uh anna kasparian sort of going down that um that that well-worn like lib to transphobe pipeline uh without any breaks yeah i have to say that i'm genuinely terrified that that's the direction that it's going right because Mm -hmm. she seems to be saying all of the things that like jk rowling uh, said and and went down like that particular pipeline 
um you know it literally started off with uh, they're erasing women they're calling me a birthing person mm-hmm. um and it's like rapidly escalating i mean literally one of the things that i tried to correct anna on was she said that there were some doctors who were giving hormones to trans youth because and i quote they were afraid of being called transphobic which is not a thing that happens it's not yeah. a thing that happens look I'm an adult woman with a master's degree in biotechnology, and I still have a difficult time getting the doctor to, like, trust the things that I say when I'm like, hey, doc, can I get on this androgen blocker? Um, Mm -hmm. You know? And so, like, there's just literally, it's just not happening. I mean, it literally, if it did happen, it would be a huge news story. Dylan Mulvaney being on one beer can was a national story for like two months. If transphobes had any real things to actually talk about, it would be all over the place because they definitely have the power and money to make that happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, so she's just spreading things that just obviously aren't happening when she's being corrected on it. It's things like, well, I could see it happening and you're living in a bubble because you're a trans person. So clearly, um, and like, once you get into that mindset, it's hard really to get out of it. Cause like, mm-hmm. once you are like, no, anybody correcting me on this is clearly living in a bubble. I'm the galaxy brain genius. Um, I'm this news person that's been doing this for all these years. Um, and Jank is very much of the same mentality where it's like, I'm this galaxy brain genius. Uh, you're living in a bubble. Uh, <laughs> I know how politics works better than you. Um, then it just turns into this, like, well, then you can never be wrong by your own logic and you're going to spiral out of control. Um, and so like, I hope, I hope that some of the other folks at TYT maybe like talk sense into them or something. I mm-hmm. hope that maybe they grow as people and decide to like learn about these things. And like, I'm hoping that the reaction for me, the reaction from like the mods that quit the reaction from like the audience that have said things to them mm-hmm. is enough for them to be like, you know, that maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I, I, I missed something right here. I mean, like, I don't know the fact that Sam Cedar ripped into them so much. Like, I yeah. mean, Sam Cedar, like, I, I think his video, I recommend everybody go watch his video, like, in response to, like, yeah, I watched TYT and all this stuff, because it was really good, and he hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Hey, look, as a news person, you choose what you cover, right? And if you really, really passionately didn't want trans people to play in sports, but you recognize where Republicans are, if you actually genuinely cared about trans people as human beings, you just wouldn't cover the story. You yeah. just wouldn't talk about trans people in sports, which is literally advice that I personally gave to Jenk months ago on the phone um and uh but the fact that they're unwilling to give up on even that like i would like to think there's hope right Uh, there's always hope nobody is unsalvageable yada yada those types of like cliches about like human beings can change and grow as people that's true that's definitely true um and like i don't think that jank personally has animosity towards trans people but I do think that if you are being patronizing, if you are being paternalistic and you're being too arrogant, the difference between you being actively transphobic and having like hate and spite towards trans people and you, you know, having like a kind heart, but just saying the wrong things sort of vanishes, especially if you're a public figure, because fundamentally what's happening right now is TYT's audience of like progressives right, um, are hearing Jenk and Anna both say that it's okay to be transphobic. Mm-hmm. 
which actually, in my opinion, makes them more dangerous than like the Matt Walsh's of the world. Because mm-hmm. Matt Walsh, his audience, freaks, total freaks. They were <laughs> always going to be freaks, right? But the TYT audience has a potential to be normal and cool. Yeah. Um, and if they're told, no, it's okay to be a weird freak against trans people, a lot of them are going to take that and think that that's the smart thing to do. And when throwing queer people under a bus becomes the smart thing to do, unfortunately, a lot of the worst people will buy into that. Like literally, like genuinely, I think the worst thing that you can do as like a political commentator is try to be the smart person, is to try to look smart because Mm -hmm. like trying to look smart means that you're just gonna like craft your opinions based around what you think people are going to like which oddly enough means that people are going to hate you but then when people hate you you're like ah yes that's just because i'm smarter than you and like it's this weird cycle that like people like matt iglesias Iglesias. (laughs) yeah (laughs) one billion americans bro yeah that's it (laughs) sorry like uh yeah (laughs) benny for our listeners who want to keep an eye on you and your work how can folks keep and stay in touch yeah, you can always follow me on uh, Twitter, I guess. X now. Terrible branding. Terrible branding. God knows how long that's what website's going to be around. At Benny.Gay uh, there. At Benny.Gay on Twitch as well. At Benny.Gay on Blue Sky. And Benny.Gay on YouTube as well. I've made it real easy. At Benny.Gay. Uh, it's, it's, it's fun to say. And that rhymes. So there's a thing. <laughs> And Benny is B-E-N-N-I-E, correct? Yeah, that's right. As in Benny and the Jets, right? Which nice. low-key <laughs> is kind of why I kept my dead name, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. <laughs> I don't really have a dead name. Like, I know I say dead name, but like, I never change my name because Benny and the Jets is iconic. <laughs> <laughs> so, Caitlin, are you ready for some out-of-context cancellations? Always, always, always ready for these. Well, we're going to cancel Verizon. I can't believe it took us this long to get to Verizon. I mean, they rinse me every month for, for my cell phone bill. They shake you down. Yeah. Um. Okay, I <laughs> I was furious about this next one. <laughs> um. So Zuckerberg, we, we always need to cancel Zuckerberg. He's, yeah. he's a very powerful man. He's also just a total piece of shit. But, uh... Let's put a little context on this one. What do you do this time? Yeah. So a, a teenager in Nebraska is being jailed for three months for aborting her baby after Meta handed the police private Facebook messages that she exchanged with her mother, which is so fucked. It's incredibly infuriating and so dark. It's also ironic because like these fucking tech losers are always like, I support free speech. And then the police come calling and they're like, yes, Mr. Officer, here's all our speech records. Go arrest people for what they said. And it's like, they're all full of shit. Yeah, I communicate almost exclusively over Signal, um, which I think everybody should do. The government um, and Facebook and all of these companies do not need do not need your communications. Yeah. We're also going to cancel fistulas, which, uh, yeah, that does not sound like a good time. We're going to cancel the Houston Independent School District. Not sure why, but, you know, 
It was probably racism or transphobia, if I had to guess. I mean, would not be surprised. <laughs> Sounds correct. Um, we're going to cancel Sir Kid Star. W-W- I don't even know how to say that. <laughs> um, uh, Keir Starmer. Did I say that right? Yeah, I think you got it. He's the labor leader in Britain, like uh, the Labor Party leader, and uh, just overall just centrist piece of shit. That's my phrase of the day, by the way, piece of shit. Like Piece of shit. We love it. It's yeah. a great, it's a great, um, yeah. it's, a, it's a fun vocal stem, piece of shit. It's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Starmer recently came out like heavy- like against trans rights. So I'm guessing that's the context Ew. behind this. Yeah. Ew. Um, we're also gonna cancel burnout. Yes. Uh yeah, I've been burned out for like two or three years now. <laughs> Same. I feel like I'm like starting to sort of come out of it. It's like fits and bursts, isn't it? Like I get like a week where I'm like, yeah, I'm like, it's finally, it's behind me. And then the next week it's like I don't want to leave my couch. Sorry. Capitalism breeds like uh, everything has to be done right now and scarcity yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And that's just not good for our bodies and our minds and our nervous systems. So it is it is a forever task to, you know, un- undo that. It's uh, progress is not linear. Healing is not linear. It's uh, it's very all over the place. So, Yeah. You take this next one because I want the last two. <laughs> okay. Um, we're going to cancel bad roommates. Okay. Yes. Yes. Bad roommates are the worst. However, um, as as I've been healing and dealing with my shit and working on my shit, I've realized that when I had bad roommates, I was often also a bad roommate. <laughs> But I've had very bad roommates. Maybe being a bad roommate is a social contagion. <laughs> I, I think being a bad roommate is a social contagion. So these next two definitely apply to me, although they didn't come from me. I just want to throw that out there. But we're canceling your building's laundry being three stories of steep stairs away. And we're also going to cancel being lazy about laundry and having six loads of it to do in one day. And those are both definitely me very frequently, uh, including last week. So, yeah. Fuck laundry. Yeah. If you would like to submit your own out-of-context cancellation, you can do so by joining our Discord, which you can access by becoming a Patreon supporter. You can also get access to episodes early, and there's a bunch of other great perks. At www.patreon.com slash cancelmedaddy. Today's show was made by me, Oliver Ash Klein, and my incredible co-host, Caitlin Burns. Dee Peterschmidt made our theme song and Eden M.W. designed our graphics. Our show is made possible by the incredible cancelers supporting our work, especially the member of our Cancelor Hall of Fame with the great power to cancel all enemies, Meg. We appreciate your support. Happy canceling! Happy canceling!